Hey, babe. Hello, all, and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one financial coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, (laughs) authentic two-way communication, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. My goodness, if you're not the most cheesy person I've ever met, and I love it, you're adorable. I'm trying to make the Gen Z heart. It's different than the heart that we used to make. It's different than our heart? Like, it's like, it's like this. I don't know. Is it like this? If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me act like a complete fool. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I made a gang sign. (laughs) Well, good morning, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Wherever you are, hello. Hey, hello to you. Kim, give us an update on the the rental property. Update on life. Okay. So, and what's great about this is by the time they hear this, this stuff will already be done. You know. But I, I still want you to talk about it. I think it's good because I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert. We're talking about fear today. And I want you guys to know that this fear that we're going to be talking about today doesn't ever uh, leave. <laughs> it's always going to be there. Always going to be fear looming. Fear will always be a part it's of your life. always going to be a part of you. So you just need to accept that. You're never going to live a life where there's no fear. And learn right? how to manage it. You're going to learn how to manage it. You're going to learn how to, we'll teach you all of that stuff today. But um, so in our life, we are renovating our bathroom, our master bathroom. We were going to do it ourselves. But we found some mold and some rotting wood. And we, we just, did do the guest bathroom. We did do the guest bathroom which if you want to see updates and stuff on that, I think it's on one of our socials or we should make one <laughs> that has this information. It was on your social for a while, but yeah. we'll transfer it over to we will transfer the it over. Affluent Marriage Pod. So, um, and for Instagram. those, for the for people who are just listening in, this is our our home, right? That it's a, We bought a condo about seven years ago. Our goal was it for, for it to be an investment property. And we are at that point. This year is the moment where it's happening, which leads me to the fear. And let, let me all. say this real quick, because some people are listening. They're like, wait, I don't understand. Some people buy properties yes. with the intent to rent them out right away. Mm-hmm. We bought a property with the intent to live in it and for it to be our first home ever. And we wanted to be just crazy and pay off the mortgage as fast as possible. It didn't happen as fast as we thought it would, yeah. but it still happened crazy fast. Honestly, seriously, in like eight years paying right, off a property, right. I, I think that that's pretty darn good. We were shooting for like five, but life happens. Yes. You know, we were like three years off, but hey, so. Also a pandemic. I mean. Things happen. I'm happy with where so we are. We had a different method Mm -hmm. for renting out this property we wanted it to be paid off first before we rented it out Mm -hmm. and then moved into the next space so we realized that that's a very weird way of doing things like it's not normal but we're not normal nothing that we've ever done has been you know with the grain we've always gone against the grain and so this is just our it's going to be a cash cow like it's literally we're sitting in equity we can do what we want with it it's nice anyway so the the last place that we needed to renovate or fix up to be prepared for renting out is the bathroom the master bathroom had a little bit of um raw rotting in the wood and it's it's an outdated space just water damage yeah we did the the vanity and that looks really nice um but the tub and everything just we we knew it needed to be updated and we were going to do it ourselves just updating the fixtures and stuff like that but then we saw the rotting wood and we were like yeah it's probably going to be time for us to go ahead and renovate it the goal was to renovate both of them at the same time we're doing one and that's okay um so we're renovating the bathroom and i just sent the deposit in today and I am 
really scared. Like I, I'm not scared of like, it has nothing to do with money. It's, it has everything to do with like the domino effect, right? Once the bathroom is done, like on Monday crew is going to be in here and the crew is going to demolish my bedroom (laughs) bathroom and, and they are going to completely renovate it. And once it's done, it's like, okay, there's literally nothing holding us back. We can get the stuff furnished. We can start, you know, making this place look pretty. We can start like really making it ready to be photographed and put on furnished finder. And we could have our first tenant within the next six weeks. Like, Man, I'm so ready for that. That is so freaking scary to me, but also exciting because it's happening. <laughs> this is a new branch of business that we've been talking about for years. Um, and this is the final like domino that we need to put in place before we're like, all right, we can go ahead and start decorating and, you know, putting finishing touches on the places. So no, I love it. I mean, yeah, change is good, but change is uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And, and no one likes to be uncomfortable. But like we've said time and time again on this podcast, unless you're not growing, unless you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. That's how, you know, mm-hmm. you're growing and we're growing it. This is stretching us. It's so stretching us. And again, we've been talking about this for years and you might have dreams that you've been talking about for years and the moment that you're standing in it or the moment that you're super close to it you can find yourself self-sabotaging or you can find yourself going i'm not ready i'm not ready i know i said that i wanted to be you know a pop star <laughs> or just a mom or, a dad. or just Remember a mom first right time we brought yeah. home sophia we were not ready to that's leave the so hospital. true like a dream of having a family and then like you're at the precipice at the literally the last moment before baby comes and you're like dude, I don't know if we can do this. Like, I am so scared. We are not equipped. But you go for it anyway and you learn as you go. And you surprise yourself. You surprise yourself with how resilient you are. So I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. But Lord have mercy. Like, pressing that invoice pay button, I was like, babe, I did it. I did it. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I was staring at that invoice for a couple of days because of what it meant. And I was just like, oh, Lord, like this is a really big undertaking we're doing right now. And I'm just so excited. How nice that that was your only that was your only anxious thought and not where's this money going to come oh, from? Oh, no, right? we, we have we're good for, you know, like we have money for the renovation. We're still putting money aside for other things that we're doing, endeavors that we're doing, the down payment that we need for the rental that we're going to have. Another really weird thing we're doing instead of buying a new house, which is what we thought about doing, we're kind of doing a sidestep and renting in another space for a year um, and to see if we like even renting out. If we hate it, we sell the place and we're good. Um, if we love it, great. We keep going and we get another house. Um, that yeah, It is just didn't owned. make sense to me to commit to a mortgage when we have this on the side and we don't even know if we're going to like this. Right. Because if it doesn't turn out to be good, then now I'm stuck with the mortgage and I could have just sold this place and had a better down payment for an even better place. Right. I just didn't want to fall into that. It was that part that got me because I was like, oh, I don't really care. But then you were like, but then we could have sold it and actually gotten a better house. And I was like, ooh, that part, that that part got me. <laughs> but there's no doubt in my mind that this rental thing is going to work out. Yeah, I'm excited to, I'm excited to dive in. I really am. But it, that's, that's like one of our biggest um, things. The other thing that's big is that you can do this one. Ooh, thank you. Cause I've kind of drum taken this head roll. on, but, you know, I love <laughs> when you do your the drum project. roll on the table. That's just, you know, you shake the table and it rattles the mics and it sounds so great. Oh really? It sounds amazing. Should yeah, I do I'm it sure. this way? No, no, that would be worse. <laughs> Please don't tap the mic. So we are expanding. Mm. 
no, I'm not pregnant. Stop. No, Don't no, do everyone that. always thinks that. Don't do that. So our business is growing. We mm-hmm. have expanded our reach and we are no longer just a podcast. We're no longer just KG Financial. We're no longer just <laughs> Educator Dan Graham. We are now entering the public speaking arena. Mm. I have been on the phone with multiple organizations, Mm -hmm. reaching out, setting up public speaking events. Mm -hmm. uh, And we are looking forward to booking our first gig. I think I've already reached out to like 15 organizations at this point, and Mm -hmm. I am ready to reach out to more. And I have a whole list on my phone of people that I'm gonna be calling over the course of this next week and the months ahead. So I'm excited for that. And what are we doing next year? Next year. Oh shoot, you kind of like got me off. Like, I don't know. Oh, 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 I know, I know. We're expanding even more. We're writing a book. That's right. We're writing a book. Wealth happens here. Wealth happens here. I actually, we're not really sure what we want the title to be. Oh, I, I don't know if I want, I love, I like, I like that title, but I also think it should be under the umbrella of the affluent marriage. I just love the idea that we're sitting at a table together with hot coffee and we're just like in our comfy way. Oh, you're thinking about this picture. I'm like, we are not drinking hot coffee right now, bro. It is like almost 10 o'clock at night. I would do it right now, though. I would drink some hot coffee right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm envisioning this, ty- this, this, this book and the picture is like us in like our comfy clothes. You know, we're just having that real authentic conversation that happens at the table. Yeah. Wealth happens here. Wealth happens here. It's true. We said that before in our podcast episodes that this is where it Those happens. Those were your words and it inspired me. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, when you're sitting at the table, that's where the wealth starts from the conversations you're having, from the mindsets you create, um, from the decisions you make that normally are done at the dinner table. That's when wealth occurs. So it's really exciting to be like, oh my gosh, we could be writing a book, we could be embarking on a new like branch of uh, income stream, we could be, I mean, you could be retiring yourself from teaching next year, we could be on different stages and offering our expertise in communication and wealth building and, you know, management. I'm also in my KG financial business, also looking for different places uh, to connect with corporations and doing wellness, corporate wellness with them in terms of finances. And we're just doing all the things. I am exhausted. I love it. But I'm excited. (laughs) It's different when you're passionate about something. It's no longer a job. It's your passion. And it just, it doesn't drain you the same way. It's exhausting because you're working hard, but it's not draining like, oh, I'm stuck at this nine Mm -mm. to five. No, it's so exciting. I need you guys to understand that we're crazy, right? We're not normal. Like crazy. But here's the deal. Like if you want to build generational wealth, it's not going to happen by sitting on your butt watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. You have to get up and you have to get to work and you have to do something about it. Like we have a friend. You have to go after it. Tell me about our friend. Our friend, I'm gonna shout him out because he's really great, Mike Nelson. He's a motivational speaker. And when I was first starting my business, like Mike Nelson, who we've known since college, and I told him, dude, you're gonna write a book one day. And he wrote a book and it was really cool. And he's going all over the places to educational um, sectors and spaces. And he still does motivational speaking. He preaches too. Amazing guy. Um, I've, you know, done some, some of his courses and stuff like that, but he would always say, get up, get to, and grind. I love that. And Daniel would quote that to me (laughs) whenever I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm starting this business, you know, from scratch and this is really hard. And you were like, get up, get to, and grind. What would Mike Nelson say? So I just love that. You were motivation to me. You were motivation to my wife. Like, thank you for allowing me to use your phrasing to inspire my wife. 
Yeah. I mean, it was great. And it's a great phrase too. So, I mean, I just love that you just said like, that's literally what you have to do. But if that's you're what, passionate if you want about to something, build generational wealth, that's what right. you have to if do. If you're right? passionate so about the life that you want to live, you have to get up. Right. And we're just trying to be examples for you, mm-hmm. right? Like literally we are living this out. This is what we love to do. This is what we're doing. And we're trying to do this with you, yeah. right? We're on our journey and we want you to watch us as we go and then also do it yourselves. Right. Don't just sit there and go, oh man, like I saw them when and be like, oh, it'll never be me. It could be you. Why not you? We're not anybody special. We're two educators. I'm sure there's people listening who are just listening just to listen, but I don't like that. Yeah. Like if you're going to listen, listen, listen to because move. you want to do something. Listen to move, like create your I own I dare you to move. <laughs> Switch foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about today. Actually, let's not. Let's talk about last time. Last time we talked about common fears around money. Mm. If you were part of GramFam and if you're good part of Funday Monday, we talked about common fears around communication, right? So today we're going to try to move forward with fear and talk about overcoming that fear. Yes. Overcoming money fears, which is a really good topic. I meet with so many people who have so many fears around money that they didn't even recognize. fears, trepidations. It's really interesting though, because like I even have money fears that still come up. Like we said at the beginning, fears are never going to leave you. They're still there. Um, And there's sometimes there's like, it's like peeling back. Someone said this and I hope I'm not stealing a phrase, but I feel like it's a very common phrase. Peeling back an onion of like different things of you're like, I had Mm, no idea. I had no idea that layer was there. Yeah, that's Shrek. Because I just, is it Shrek? Oh, yeah. Um, Cake. Cake. Cake has layers. Cake has layers. Onions. Onions. I'm not going to even try to quote it because it's it's been years since I've seen it, but yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I feel like, you know, I want you to know that if you have a fear around finances, around money, it is okay. It's completely normal. And you need to understand that um, you're never going to get rid of it but you can alleviate, you can, um, you know, make it easier on yourself. You can catch it faster and train your brain to think differently. Like these are things that you can do to cope. I love that our podcast is a place where you can get inspirational, you know, quotes from T. Harv Ecker and Millionaire Next Door and Shrek. And Shrek. I love that. I love, yeah, that's great. You that's know, great. a little bit of everything here today. Mm-hmm. It is. Money fears can be a significant source of stress and anxiety for people. So we have some tips today to help people overcome those fears. I actually want to focus on one of the fears that we mm-hmm. talked about from the GramFam. So we talked about a bunch of money fears, common money fears on GramFam. Mm-hmm. You guys missed that if you're not a subscriber. Why what are aren't you, you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why so not? one of the common money fears that we talked about, and we're not going to go into detail on it, but I just want to bring it up as an example to kind of work through today mm-hmm. as we go through like how to overcome a fear. And a common fear with money is people are afraid at the end of the month that they're not going to be able to pay their bills or their mm-hmm. monthly expenses, mm-hmm. right? This is a common fear that people have, fear of not having enough money to pay mm-hmm. the bills. So using that fear today, we are going to take that and you know, go through how to overcome that fear right? with yeah. each and every one of these tips. So one of the first tips we're going to talk about is about identifying your fear. And so these are kind of the steps that you need to take when you have money fears that are um, occurring. So the example that we gave was like not having money at the end of the month. 
So you need to identify where this is coming from. And you have to identify like, is this coming from, you know, losing your job, you know, previously, not being able to pay your bills? Is it because you were in an emergency and you didn't have enough in savings? And you need to kind of like figure out like, where did this come from? This fear of not having enough at the end of the month. It could even stem back to something from your childhood, something from that you experienced from a friend or whatever that gave you this like fear that you would not have something at the end of the month. And once you identify the source of your fear, you can develop a plan to address it. But this is the issue that a lot of times with people with identifying the source of their fear, they know why. They can talk about their money stories. They can talk about like why they have a fear for all these things. But the solution is fuzzy. The solution, and we'll talk about different ways that you can find a solution, but the solution is fuzzy because if you if you find yourself having an issue or having a fear that keeps coming up. One of the things that I like to do, for example, I know that the fear I had by pressing that invoice button was stemmed with the idea of what if there's so many things happening in the future? What if something goes wrong? What if there's not enough? What if my business doesn't grow to a point where I'm able to cover all the things and things that we have in the future? We're about to take on something that's huge, right? Having another tenant, building another business. What if there's not enough for me, right? So that scarcity is still there, even though I'm at a different realm necessarily where I'm not worried about not paying my bills. That's not what it is. But it's like, I'm kind of, I feel like sometimes like it's coming up, like I'm scared of making more money sometimes, and I know that sounds weird coming from like a person who works with money, but it's it's a very real thing that people can have fears of. And so what you have to do is you have to identify the fear and kind of like your, you know, that Mr. Miyagi um, and like, what is it called? Karate Kid? Shrek, Karate Kid, keep it coming. I <laughs> love it. Keep it coming. These older, older movies where I don't know if there's a part where he like catches something in the... In, the sky or something like that Mm. is there something in the movie like that is that just a fly a fly or something okay i feel like there's a lot of like movies that have some type of like homage to like i can catch a fly in the sky or something like that yeah i don't know if that's like karate kid or just like just random shows okay i don't know but whatever that's what i keep thinking of like that zen moment where you're able to catch something that's zooming around really fast and you're able to take this fly from my hand then you are the master. I know. It's like that. But it's you like see in that, every film. Right? Ever. Okay. Okay. So like I'm not parody. being weird. Yes. I like parody. Right. So um, it, anyway, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. You got to have to kind of crab, grab the source of fear. I like fear. crab this, like crab claw the source. <laughs> My God. You got to like grab the fear out of the air, recognize it and go, where are you coming from and how am I going to address it? And you know, for me, I needed to grab that fear and address it. This is not you. This is a fear. This fear has never walked this path before. And it's the fear of the unknown that's causing you to be a little bit stuck. But you have, let's talk about facts, which we'll talk about all these things that I'm about to say now. What are some facts of the last time that you were fearful of something and you took that first step and it worked out? Or you took that first step and maybe you wobbled a little bit but you figured it out. Think about all the things you've done in the past. Why in the world would this be the thing that you can't walk through, right? So it's like that self-talk, that mindset. We all keep going back there because it's that vital. It really is so important to identify where is this coming from and how it has like how it has wrecked some of your thought patterns. And when you're able to do that, it's easier, still there, but it's easier to push through. 
I love what you said. You know, you have to ask yourself, where did it come from? And when that fear leaves, you have to ask, where did it go? And when it comes back, you might have to ask yourself, where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did Are you it serious come from? right Pat now? It's, it's really hard for me. Listen, if you guys know me, I'm a really like, just like absurd. Per- and it's really what? hard for me not to derail conversation with just the stuff that comes. Like you say something, I think of a song and then I start singing it in my head. Do I have ADHD? Maybe you do. Like undiagnosed? Undiagnosed. Like my mind goes places. Yes. When I think about this fear, I think about our first, there was only a short span of time in our marriage where we were not like on a planned budget. Yeah. And it was our first six months. And I can still feel those feelings of fear from those mm-hmm. first six months, right? We both made 30,000 each. Mm-hmm. We were 28,000 if we're being honest, 28K. Mm-hmm. We like just 50, rounded 60. up. So we made mm-hmm. 50, good math. I know. I'm so K. much faster now because like I work with numbers snappy. more. I get like really, I'm so proud of myself. So we only made 56K <laughs> and, you know, we had an apartment that we were renting out. And we had like student loan payments, well, which started six months later. So mm-hmm. we didn't have those yet. That first six months but though. It was bliss. Like we, <laughs> but we started like establishing these like routines in our marriage. Like yeah. every Sunday was tutti frutti. It was like a frozen yogurt place, tutti frutti Sundays. It's like 20 bucks for and both of us. And we'd go out after, you know, church and we have would. lunch with friends and, you know, we'd probably do like a Friday night, like movie or mm-hmm. dinner or like, so we were spending, yeah. right? But I do remember feeling this anxious thought of like, what if there's not enough? What if there's yeah, not enough? Like, I agree. I don't know. I know we went out this day and this day and this day and I'm looking at my bank account and I, yeah, the number's gone down, but like, is there like a utilities bill coming out soon right. or is there would a, have no idea when's the rent due? Like it was just, there was a lot of confusion mm-hmm. and it did foster these, these fears mm-hmm. of and not knowing like the unknown, like the fear of the unknown. Like right. I don't know what's going to happen right. tomorrow with mm-hmm. our expenses, with mm-hmm. our bills. And that's because we were kind of just living day to day, Literally. paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, we didn't have a plan. Yep. Once that check went out, we were like, oh, well, I guess we got to wait until the next check. <laughs> and that's kind of how we did things. And then when that bill came in, when those bills started to come in for the debt and the student loans, it was like a, oh, snap. We were already like, we were we were able to do the things that he just said. And we were able to be like, yeah, we can go. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do, you know, we were saying yes to a lot of things like that were, very you know frivolous and but we didn't really have a a focus on savings we didn't have a focus on oh we should probably save up for a car we didn't have any there was no repair funds there was nothing like that there was nothing like that we i don't even know if we had a really good savings it was probably a small amount that we were like i guess that's okay i don't know like we had no idea it was literally pay the basic bills and then whatever was left we just used to have a good time yep we sure did. There was no forward thinking. But then when those bills came in, right? And it was like, you know, $200 a month here, 250 here. And it came out to being like $1,000 a, thousand, yeah, a month. A that's when we were like, whoa, that's putting a huge dent in what we need to bring in on every given month. And I cried. I don't remember tears. I maybe have blocked out. Man tears. I maybe, you didn't even cry at our wedding and you cried over debt. That's crazy. 
well, one of them hurt and one of them was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't, it wasn't like this, like I know. visceral, like emotional, like just me mm-hmm. sobbing, you know, it was just, I was deeply saddened mm-hmm. and there were, my eyes welled up. Yeah. Very comparable to our wedding day. You were beautiful. <laughs> I was stunned. You were amazing looking and my eyes welled. <laughs> Nothing fell from my eyes. But they were watery. Gosh darn it. I love you, girl. Here's oh the point. My gosh. All right. The first thing you need to do is identify that fear. Yeah. But here's where you go from that. You develop a plan. Mm, After yes. six months, right, we were feeling those, those fears mm-hmm. of not knowing mm-hmm. what we were going to do. And we had to develop a plan. So fortunately... Your father and my father-in-law, your dad said, I want you to take this course. It's a financial course. So everyone knows it was a Dave Ramsey course and we didn't have any knowledge of budgeting at that point. So that was kind of our first exposure to budgeting. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just stuck to that as a plan and it worked for us, right? It helped us to get out of our debt. It helped us to create our very first budget and to stick to it and to live by it. And were the fears still there? Absolutely. But they yeah. were way more manageable and tolerable. And here's why. The reason why they were more tolerable and manageable was because instead of being fearful of what if, what if, when is this due? When is that due? We at least had the knowledge of when things were due and what our goals were and what our next steps were. We at least had enough conversation and understanding from that course that we were able to kind of say, oh, these are actually things we need to shoot for. I had no idea. And, you know, he would do like that, that thing where he was like, if you start investing now, here's what's happening. And we recognized we were the youngest people in that class. We were like 23 years old. And we were the youngest people. And so we were sitting there watching and it was one of those like eye-opening moments where I was like, opportunity awaits. If we don't do this now, what are, what we're idiots. We're idiots if we don't do this now. And so, because, like, again, here's what got me excited. I wanted more vacations. I wanted more shopping trips. I wanted the nice car, the I house. I wanted more time to play video games. I wanted more. Like, I just wanted more time for us. I wanted, like, I knew we wanted to have a family someday. I wanted to be able to have the choice to stay home or not stay home. I wanted to be able to, to like, to me, that was the lifestyle that I wanted to be have to wanted to have like a lifestyle of choices where I was able to say that 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 I want it. <laughs> and I need you to hear this, right? The reason why this alleviates so much anxiety is because the questions before we were on a budget were, will we have enough to cover our expenses, and when mm-hmm. are these expenses going to hit? Right? Those were like the two big questions: will we have enough, and when are they going to hit? When we got on a plan, Mm -hmm. it completely eliminated half of that anxiety, right? Right. Because we're no longer asking the question, when is this going through or when is that going through? That question is eliminated. So 50% of our anxiety was Mm -hmm. gone. And I'd argue even more Mm -hmm. because will we have enough? We knew the answer, Mm -hmm. yes or no. And if the answer was yes, we'll have enough, anxiety relieved. If the answer is no, we can make a decision of what we're going to do. Are we going to go out and take some more side jobs to right. make it happen? Mm-hmm. 
or are we going to have to cut something? Right. So, and again, because we consistently had conversations about it and we had a plan written down, it made it so much easier for us to eliminate, alleviate that fear. But understand that I just said, exactly as I said at the beginning, you answer your fear with facts, right? So we answered the fear of like, oh my gosh, where's our money going? And when is thing, when are things due? With facts. Oh, this is what money we have. This is when it's due. Okay, fear alleviated. I'm not scared anymore. All I have to do is follow the plan, literally follow the plan. Um, and were there some other things around that? Like, I only have $50 that I can spend on going out this month. That makes me sad. You're going to have to shut up the toddler baby inside of you. That's the toddler baby that's like, I want it now. We were so excited. Again, that goes back to like the, the big goal, the big dream. We, through doing that course, got ignited, not just about our day to day, but about what six months from now, what a year from now could look like that me saying no to myself and saying, I can only have $50 for right now made me go, okay, all right, I can, I can do this. I can do this. This is fine. It's okay. I'll be all right. Um, because I knew that later on I could have a hundred, I could have 150 if I just held out for, you know, however long that it was going to take. Right. So if you're not listening, you need not a choice, not optional. It's a must. You need to create a budget. Creating a budget is an excellent way to take control of your finances and reduce your money fears. A budget can help you track your income and expenses, identify areas where you can cut back on spending, and ensure that you have enough money to cover those essential expenses. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Absolutely. that. I love the power that a budget gives. So many people see a budget as like this restrictive thing that mm-hmm. tells you what you can't do. But I don't view it that way. No. How do you see it? I see it as a yes, as a yes plan. Like it's a plan that tells me yes. I like yes. that, yes plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, a bu- that's Budget Nista. Yes I did plan. steal that. Oh, did you? Yes, Budget <sighs> Nista is amazing. If you don't know who she Let's is, call it you a should C find plan. her. C. A C plan. Um, so she is amazing, but she calls it a yes plan. There's some people who call it a prosperity plan. There's some people who are calling it your get rich plan. I call Whatever it a budget. Whatever you want to call it. It's a budget, okay? However you want to mask it, that's all it's telling you, exactly where your money is going. It's a money story. Don't stop, budget, budget. I have a shirt that literally says that. Um, but you really are telling a story with your your numbers. You're saying this is everything that's happening. Someone would be able to read it and be able to tell exactly your goals, your passions. They're going to be able to tell your hobbies. What you know, They're going to be able to tell what things you're mostly passionate about and the things that you care about by looking at where your money has been going. It's literally a mirror to your life. Yeah. I don't, I don't get when people have this this frustration with a budget because we literally just talked about what you were feeling before the budget. You had so much anxiety because you didn't know what was happening with your money. Mm-hmm. You didn't know when the expenses were happening. You didn't know how much the expenses were. You didn't know what your income actually was or what all your other, like there was so much, so many questions and so mm-hmm. much anxiety. It was just like riddled through your life. And then you get this plan that tells you everything and lays it all out. And you get mad. And then you get mad because you're like, I hate budgets. Like, do you? Do you? Or you just hate the reality of your life. Exactly. That's what you hate. Yeah. You hate that your numbers aren't what you thought they were. Mm -hmm. You hate that you don't have the full freedom that you thought you had because you created this problem for yourself Mm -hmm. with your debts, with your expenses. So don't be mad at the budget. The budget didn't do this. You did this. You did. You got to face the facts that you are responsible for the mess that you're in. 
And I know that there are some outlier conversations that people might be saying to themselves, well, actually that was, you know, debt left over from whatever, so-and-so, whatever. But the lack of understanding where the money has gone and the lack of education, which is the next thing we're going to be talking about soon, you are, you, the only thing you can control or manage is yourself. So what are you going to do to face this head on and to get out, right? And to understand what the next steps are. So, so yeah, a yeah. budget is a, a beautiful thing. Mm. It's a beautiful it's thing. Amazing. It tells you exactly what your numbers are. Mm-hmm. There's no questions about it. Yep. There's no anxiety. It, everything is incredibly manageable because you know what your income is you know what your expenses are and you see how much is left over at the end of the month. Yep. Now there are different ways and we're going to talk about this in GramFam. So if you're not in GramFam, again, why aren't you? Um, but in GramFam, we're going to go deeper into the different place, uh, different ways that you can budget because creating a budget is a very big umbrella term. There's so many different ways you can do it depending on, I love to help my clients help uh, understand the best budget for them based on their learning style. So if they like things that are tactile, if they like things that are kinesthetic, I guess that's a little bit of the same things that are auditory things that are um electronic things that are i mean there's so many different ways that people like to structure their lifestyle and you can build your money plan in congruence or in alignment with that so then it's actually something you want to look at but when you start to envision it as instead of restriction you start to envision that this is your abundance plan there's so many different words you can say for this but once you start creating that for yourself and saying this is my money and I love my money. And there's this mantra that I love that where it says money loves me. Like money knows that when it comes into my possession that I'm going to take good care of it. Mm-hmm. It knows that I'm going to let it sit right next to me. It's going to cuddle up next to me. It knows that I'm going to take care of every single dollar that comes to me. That is how you want your like budget to be. It, it's taking care of every single dollar that comes into your possession. So we'll talk more about that on Yeah, Grim, treat your Grim budget Grim. like we treat our children and not right? like we treat our plants. Right? Mm. <laughs> we don't treat our plants <laughs> no, very we well. Don't. That's why every plant on this table is fake. <laughs> fake, fake. So, yeah. I mean, this is when we talk about fear, right? And, and you guys know these things. You've heard these things before. Maybe not the money stuff, but if you're trying to face a fear, right? What they tell you to identify the fear and then you already know what the next step is. It's face, face the it. fear, right? Face the when fear. you create a budget, you're literally facing your fear Mm -hmm. because you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're going to find, right? When you clean out that the skeletons from your closet, Mm -hmm. when you go through those numbers and you track, you're facing your fear and you have to face the fear. You have to create that budget. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. Right. That's the key to the next step. That's the key to that change in your life. Exactly. Hey, hey guys, this is Kim Graham, co-host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your episode so far. And I know that you're like, wait, hold on, there's more here. And there is, it's in the next episode. (laughs) We hope that you guys are gonna join us over there. And in the meantime, if you're waiting, join us on Instagram at the Affluent Marriage Pod because we'd love to connect with you, converse with you. We want you guys to message us, see how you're doing and how you're enjoying the podcast. We wanna hear all of those things and we cannot wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth in the next episode. See you guys soon.